God be with you. Are we still doing okay? We're still here? Awesome. So something amazing happened this week. This has never happened before. For the entire week, I've had two ideas for what I could preach about. <laughs> but just so you know, that never happens. And so it's hard enough to come up with one idea, but two. So I showed up this morning being like, there are two things that we could talk about. And we can't do them both. The first idea was to do what we did a few months ago and take a miracle of Jesus and, and walk through it together. Um, and explore that. One of the best ways to explore our scripture stories is, is in community. Because it's there that the Spirit can work and we can hear other voices, other questions, other ideas. And suddenly the story that once seemed so small and straightforward suddenly becomes massive. Uh, and so one idea was like, let's write a sermon together. And the other one uh, came out of remembering that the last time I spoke, a few weeks ago, I talked about the importance of paying attention and reflection. And I gave you that story about things I learned from buying a house. And we talked about how, how this truth that everything is spiritual. And that tells us that not only does everything matter on a spiritual level, but also that everything has the capacity to teach us about what it means to be human and alive in this world, about what it means to be connected with God, each other, and ourselves. And our job as people who are trying to be more human is to see those things, to listen to them, and let them draw us into a, a deeper, more connected way of living. So I arrived with two things in my pocket, and I think we'll save the, ne the first one for next week because we have our kids with us, and they always see things in those Bible stories that none of us are capable of seeing. And they just blow those stories wide, wide open. So we'll save a story for them. And today we'll roll with the second one. Because on the way home from northern Saskatchewan last Sunday night, and having nothing to look at but beautiful, engaging, mesmerizing prairies, They were beautiful the first time I drove to Saskatchewan. They really like it was it was like it was gorgeous. But then yeah. But driving home from northern Saskatchewan after a week of vacation, I started to reflect about the stuff that happened at our week at a cabin, and I wondered if I learned anything about faith and spirituality or if I was challenged in any ways. So once again, in reminding us to be attentive and reflective people, I'm going to offer you one thing um, that I reflected upon, and then I'm going to offer you some, challenge, some questions that you can take home and rumble with throughout the week. And so this morning, we're going to talk about wakeboarding. Are you with me? If you don't know what that is, it's okay. I did not either. Uh, but let's begin with a prayer. If you would bow your heads, please. Let's pray. So God, this time is for you to speak, for you to take these words and make them your own, to speak through them, around them, under them, and give us each something good and hopeful to chew on. And so God, I ask you to do your thing. Amen.
So Don and I spent our vacation up in northern Saskatchewan, where we borrowed her parents' cabin for the week. And most of the week was spent doing not much of anything, which is exactly what we wanted. We wanted to unplug, no phones, no TV, no radio, nothing electronic, just unplug from everything. But a good chunk of the week was spent with her brother's family on their boat. And so one afternoon, we're out on the lake. It's hot. It's beautiful. We're cruising around. And then my nephew, he turns to me and says, do you want to try wakeboarding? Now, for the record, I had, I had no idea what wakeboarding was. I, I felt immediately old the moment he asked me that question. But still trying to, to gain cool uncle status, I'm like, yeah, sure, let's try it. I mean, if he's 12... I mean, I can certainly do this. And for those of you who don't know what wakeboarding is, Martin, we'll get the slide up there, please. Oh, back one. Oh, it's not there. That's interesting. We'll go back, Martin. All right, so it's basically snowboarding on the water. So it's not surfing because you're strapped into the board. And so it's this little thing about that big. You're strapped into it, and the boat tows you around. That's all you need to know. So I'm on the thing. It's like a mini snowboard. And my nephew tells me to assume the posture. And I'm like, what does that mean? He's like, it's like pooping off a log, is what he said. (laughs) So you're in the water. You're kind of squatting like that. And I'm feeling, I'm excited. Like, I saw him do it. It looks so much fun. Um, I'm pretty confident. I'm like, if you're 12, I can do this. I'm so excited and thinking, oh, it'll bond us. And I'm thinking about all the good things that will flow out of that. And so I'm all ready. I'm holding on to the rope. I yell, go. I can feel the tug of the rope. I can feel myself rising up out of the water. Then I feel myself rising up into the air. (laughs) I can see the water below me. And then, bam, face first into the water. So I try again. Same thing happens. And again, and again, and again. Same, same, same thing happens. Four times I could not get up. Four times I could not do this one thing that I was so excited to do. Four times face first into the water. Anyone know what that's like? (laughs) And we're not just talking wakeboarding here, are we? We're talking about all the ways that we haven't been able to get up. All the ways that we've fallen on our face. We're talking relationships. We're talking parenting. We're talking our jobs, our aspirations, our joys, our dreams, our hobbies. But all the things and all the times when we've been so excited and so pumped to do something. But all the things that we've tried to do and have completely and spectacularly failed. We've all got those stories, don't we? We've all probably have a lot of them. And if you've got the story, if you've experienced failure, if you've fallen and failed, you've probably heard more than once what these kinds of things say to us. You've heard these things say, oh, you're a lost cause. You're hopeless. You can't do that. 
oh, if you can't do that, you probably can't do this thing, and then this thing, and then this thing, or this thing, and 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 this thing. You know, just give up. Why do you even try anymore? Don't even bother stepping out. And if you know that narrative, if you've heard it from yourself, if you've heard it from others, if you've heard it from our culture, well, you know where that leaves you, don't you? It leaves you stuck, doesn't it? Not wanting to hear those things again, not wanting to feel that again. We don't take the risk. We don't step out. We don't try anything. We play it safe. We stay put. Hell, maybe even we take a step backwards because we're so scared of failing again. Anyone know what I'm talking about? Yeah, I'm sure we all do. Fear and shame will do that to us. And by and large, that's how we're conditioned to think about failure. It's this fear and shame-inducing thing that we want to avoid at all costs, this thing that leaves us stuck and fixed. But better that than hearing all those things and failing again. But here's the thing about failure. Here's what I had to force myself to remember as I was sitting in that boat, trying to have a brave face, but feeling really crappy. And feeling like, I can't do that. Oh, like I don't even want to try again. That was embarrassing. That hurt. That was painful. I, no, I'm good. I don't want to do anything else today. Thanks very much. Here's the thing that we have to remember about failure when we're in the boat after we fail. And it's that the wisdom of the Jesus tradition, the wisdom of our faith and spirituality, it offers us a very different take on what failure is. Because if, if our faith and spirituality is about movement, if it is about change and becoming, if it is about entering into this process of becoming more and more human and more and more whole, if it is about doing the incredibly tough work of transformation and wholeness, then the reality is failure can't be something we avoid. Then the reality is failure actually needs to be something that we embrace. Because the truth is, you are going to fail. It happens. It will happen. It does happen. That's how we move. That's how we grow. That's how we become. It's only by, only by stumbling that we ever really get anywhere meaningful. Yeah, Nick, but what about, what about the fear and the shame? What about that narrative that I just don't want to hear anymore? Do I have to deal with that? Yeah, but here's the thing to remember. If our faith and spirituality centers around resurrection and this idea that the worst thing is not the last thing, and if our faith and spirituality is fundamentally about grace and renewal and love, then that whole narrative of failure gets rewritten. Because the stuff baked into our faith and spirituality changes what failure will say to us. No longer will it say you're horrible, you're bad, you're worthless, you should just give up. But if grace and resurrection and love are at work, 
if failure is something we need to embrace because that actually moves us forward. Failure now tells you, you're trying. You're alive. Look at you. You're becoming. Look at you. You're moving forward. Good job. You are truly living. Failure is how we find ourselves and our way in the world. It's good to fail. It's important to fail. The trick is, to paraphrase our friend Richard Rohr, it's falling in the right direction. How do you fall upward? How do you fall forward? How do you fall, even if it's just an inch or a fraction of an inch, how do you fall into a deeper, more connected way of living? So some questions for you to rumble with, for you to take home. How can you rewrite your failures? How can you rewrite that narrative that you hear? How can you fall forward? And how can you embrace failure? So if one of those is resonating with you, if one of those is sticking out, your job is to write it down. Put in your phone, write it on the bulletin, whatever. Take it home and sit with that. And how can we be a people who embrace failure? How can we be a people who know that failing is a good thing? That's the only way we move forward in our faith, in our life, in the world. So may we be people who do that and stumble our way forward. And to that we say, Amen. Well, as we enter into this final hymn, um, let's use this lyric to invite Jesus 